It is Thursday, May 23rd, and this is The Railing. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it's time for a bright and early edition of the Rally. We've got a 10.35 a.m. first pitch. It's a STEM school day here at PNC Field, and let's just get right into the highlight. An 8-6 victory for Scranton-Wilkesbury over Pawtucket, and the Rail Riders raced out to a big lead. They did it a little slowly at the start. In the second inning, Scranton-Wilkesbury and Pawtucket were scoreless. But in that frame, the Rail Riders had a base runner, Trey Ambergie, part of a much larger night, a four-for-five night for Trey, in which he homered. And we will hear that home run later. But and the Rail Riders got a run in the second inning on a Billy Burns sacrifice fly. They added to the lead in the third inning. Trey Ambergie, who singled in the first, also singled in the third. It's part of a much larger night for Ambergie, and we will hear from him a little later on. But for the here and now, it's the third inning. He singles, he reaches, and two batters later, Kyle Higashioka is at the plate. One, two, to the left side, knocked down by Holted shortstop, and he has to eat it into score. Trey Ambergie and the Rail Riders lead now two to nothing on the infield single for Kyle Higashioka. So a small but comfortable 2-0 lead for starter Raynal Espinal. He was our pregame guest, and we will have that interview for you later on in the podcast. Espinal allowed the leadoff base runner to reach in all four innings, innings one through four, but he did not allow a run. He has been used as a spot starter. He's been going right around four innings, four or five innings over his last few starts, and he gave Scranton-Wilkes-Barre four shutout yesterday. So he hands the ball off to Stephen Tarpley in the fifth, and Tarpley holds Pawtucket scoreless. So it's 2-0 into the bottom of the fifth inning. Scranton Wilkesbury needed something to wake them up. They needed something to really get solid footing in the middle of the game. Look no further than catcher Kyle Higashioka. Bottom half of the fifth inning here at PNC Field. The toss. Higgy launches it into the air, but... Gorky's Hernandez lost it off the bat. Now to the warning track, the wall, and it's off the top of the wall. Kyle Higashioka, home run, and the Rail Riders extend the lead 5 to nothing. Now, Pawtucket did score a run in the top of the sixth inning, but that only made it 5-1. And I say only because in the bottom of the inning, we get a little bit more Trey Ambergie. First pitch to Ambergie is driven a deep left center field. That one's not going foul. Home run, Trey Ambergie to left center, a three-run shot. And the Rail Riders go on top 8-1. to one. Now, 8-1 feels like it should be pretty comfortable, but Pawtucket with a rally in the top of the eighth. Marco Hernandez began the game for Pawtucket, went 0-2, and was removed after a flyout in his second at bat. He was the DH, and so they plugged in Bryce Brents. Now, Brents had the RBI in the sixth inning, that we mentioned before. So he had driven home the only run of the game so far for Pawtucket. They trailed 8-1 in the eighth, but they had the bases loaded for Brents. 3-2, payoff pitch to Brents. He swings and missiles one to right center field. Burns heads back, he turns around. This is gone. A grand slam for Bryce Brents. He's made it interesting here in the top of the eighth. Strand Wilkes-Barre's lead is 8-5. Boy, did that ever bring Pawtucket back nice and close. They trailed 8-5. They added a run in the ninth. They brought the winning run to the plate. But Joe Harvey with the save. He got the final out. He got the final five outs, in fact. And Scranton Wilkesbury takes the middle game of the three-game set, 8-6. Stephen Tarpley picks up the victory. Three innings of one-run ball. He's 3-0 with the 2-0-8 ERA. 
The starter for Pawtucket, Matthew Kent, gets the loss. He gave up six runs over five and a third. Harvey with the second save of the year in a game that took three hours, 11 minutes to complete before 5,300 in music. We mentioned Raynell Espinal got the start, and we mentioned he was our pregame guest yesterday. He's a 27-year-old from Villa Gonzalez in the Dominican Republic. Everybody who comes over as an international free agent has just a little bit different of a story. And with Julio Borbon, the Rail Riders defensive coach, translating for us, we wanted to know from Raynell what was his story? Uh, he's obviously saying it's something for him to remember, to cherish, because it's been a long journey. It's been a, a hard journey, starting, you know, dating back to 16 when uh, he was playing down there and, and, and uh, coming here and playing in, in, in multiple levels. But, you know, 17 is one uh, that stands out, too, because he, he couldn't break camp with a team given that he was sold by doctors that his shoulders weren't strong enough, so he had to kind of be held back and, and uh, extend it. And then after that, he was uh, in, a, in a situation where he was assigned to Charleston and was able to move all the way to Trenton to kind of get things going. And and then obviously, Trenton was where he ended that year in 17. And then from last year on, he's kind of been, been here. So he's obviously learned a lot. There's a lot of things that he's been able to put together. And it's something that um, he's obviously still learning and waiting to continue to improve on. This is kind of a later sign as opposed to a lot of players from the Dominican. Is I think about 20 when he got signed. Was there a reason for that? Um, given, you know, that he – I just learned that too. He uh, he signed – he actually signed a, a professional contract at the, at the age of 16 with the Brewers. And he was never actually assigned to a level or got a chance to actually play uh, even down there. He was just put on hold and then eventually was released. Uh, and let go, which after that it it it, uh, it it put him in a spot where he was available to sign with multiple other teams. He actually fortunately kept getting offers. The Rangers, even the Yankees were another team that, that were there, and he, they eventually even ended up talking to him personally aside from, from uh, the other teams, and they were one of the teams that were actually in the mix. So um, the the Indians, he mentioned the the Rays, the the Yankees, so Marlins. the Marlins were another one. So after that was after that happened, um, they they kept kind of putting it off, and his his agent uh, at the time kept telling him he was worth more. He kept getting offered eighty five or X amount or this. They kept bouncing back and forth with the decision of how much he actually should have taken, given that he was getting older. So everything kind of started getting complicated with all that, and then he found out that you know eventually he was at a at an age, like you said, where it was close to 20 and um, the Yankees called and, you know, they they still had interest in him and they were giving him uh, some money. So he he chose to, you know, go the route of actually paying attention and listening to his mother. And, and she said, you know, son, at the end of the day, one of the things that I really don't want, don't want to see from you is see you in the streets just kind of not doing anything productive. So I, you know, I'd encourage you to kind of get going with your career and he ended up uh, making that decision at that point at the age of 20, and everything kind of has been history from there. You mentioned two, two very important people here that had a huge effect in, in his career, and Artie Contreras and, and Pac McMahon, who still believed in him despite you know a lot of issues regarding his, his identity and the age, uh, which ended up uh, showing up in different, in different uh, points of him having, having different ages. So with that being said, um, he was able to – play at, in 12 and 13 in Dominican, but he wasn't able to get, get his visa to be able to work here and actually play. So eventually they, they, 
they came out of crossroads with with decisions about what they were going to do with him, and eventually the two person that I mentioned, the people I mentioned, were Bernardi Contreras and Pagan Man grabbed him and pulled him aside and brought him to the office and told him that they weren't going to let him go because he's a guy who's they really believed in him and he had a lot to a lot to offer and he was somebody that they were going to stick with and and help out in any way possible until he was able to get everything sorted out to to be able to come back to be able to come to the states and and be able to get his career started here so um that was something also that he mentioned after playing 12 13 14 was when he thought he'd be able to come and things kind of kept getting delayed so from there on it's uh it's it's been it's been the journey from what we've obviously heard and 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 he's uh, obviously very thankful to the Yankees as an organization. He just mentioned that as well because they've been a, a, an organization who believes in him and gave him the opportunity to be a professional and, and obviously reached this level that he's finding himself today. What would it mean to you to make the major leagues? It, it would mean the world. It would mean everything to him. For him and his family and all, all the people that cared and loved him and, fo- and followed him throughout his career. So he's obviously – Somebody that, as we found out, has gone through a lot and just dating to the days when his mom just wanted him off the streets to be able to get started and do something to getting that accomplishment as, as a ball player that and anybody that signs a pro con, professional contract wants to accomplish. A lot of people don't understand the, 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 the tough rows that you're, that you're faced with and the things that you got to deal with. Everybody has their own story, and, and it's something that for him looking back and seeing his his path and the way he's gone is something that he'll cherish for sure and 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 will never obviously forget so he he's very thankful again saying it about about the opportunity despite everything that's happened that the Yankees have given him because they've they've believed in him all the way till now a big thanks to Raynell for the time and a big thanks to Julio Borbone as the translator and also a thanks to you for making us part of your Bright and early Thursday. We've got pregame coverage at 10.05 this morning with first pitch at 10.35. You can catch Adam Marco and me, Adam Giardino, on the Rail Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. You can also follow me on Twitter at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you just a little later on this morning.